yeah, that's you know, I you know, like I want to drop at least three undisputable classic albums. I don't know how many hours it's gonna take me, but like I I want three that's like oh no hands down those are like hip hop classic. Do you see what you already have as part of that? I don't know. I don't want to be that like <laughs> brash and you know full of bravado, but. If we want to talk about it, talk about man, it, man. Can we talk about we it? We can talk about it. All right, I for sure know I got two already. That's what I'm saying. You wanted three, but but, but I I don't want to, man. I don't nah, man. Welcome back to 997's The Check-In. On today's episode, we sit down with Baton Rouge's own Quadri. We talk about his home city and the influence it's had on him and his music building his own style of mosaic-like storytelling and what he's taken away from his journey navigating the music industry. If you haven't yet tapped in with Quadri, check out Malik Ruff. Check out They Think We Ghetto after you listen to this interview. Enjoy. And it's crazy... Cause that was the most nervous I ever been before dropping anything. Why? Cause, you know, it was just this whole situation I had with like former management, former like label and stuff that kind of set this kind of insecure spirit. I don't want to say insecure, but kind of this overthinking yeah. about stuff. And fuck with your confidence. Yeah, and 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 I don't even want to say fuck with my confidence, cause that's not really what happens. Cause I always had it. It's it's just I was thinking about what other people thought, and that's the bad place for artists to be, like yeah. any at any stage of their career. So, yeah. you know, I just I'm I'm just glad to hear you say that because that's what I meant for it to be. That's what I mean for all, my, all of my music to be. You know, it's something that you live that you live your life to. You can show your kids, you can show your friends, or like that. So, yeah, it's it's kind of vindicating and it's a relief. And like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel coming up on the year anniversary? I mean. I feel good because I'm working on more new music. I'm about to drop um, an EP. Um, it's, I'm going to call it It Was Once My World. It's going to be through Justin and AWOL and all that. So, yeah, like I'm just fine-tuning the, the creative stuff behind that and kind of working on new album stuff. So with me, it's like I don't, it's like I don't even really think about it because it's like it's old stuff. Yeah. You know, it, like – all my favorite artists are perpetual changers, like Tyler, Prince, um, Kendrick. Like they, they're always forward thinking, always forward looking. Um, you know, it's cool to even have an anniversary or stuff, you know, because yeah. it's something I made, it's finished, and it's been you know a long time. You know, like uh, people that liked it. But on the other hand, I'm like, all right, that's that old shit. I'm pa- I like I even rap better, <laughs> like, yeah. which is scary, <laughs> but is you know that's true. Like I just remember I totally done so. Yeah, I feel like you've been um, you've been pretty consistent for what since 2014. Um, I'm gonna say 2018 since I dropped Malik Ruff. Cause yeah. from 2014 to 2018, I we you know I was spotty. I dropped probably you know like it was every ye- two years, every ye- year and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. 2015, I didn't drop anything. Yeah. 2016, I dropped one project. 2017, I did I didn't drop anything. 20, I dropped that at 2018, at the end of 2018. So you know, it's yeah. big wide gaps of not dropping anything at all. But after 2018, like, I dropped something every year since then. Sometimes yeah. twice. Or, you know, just singles and, you know, project stuff every year. So, yeah, that's really when the consistency, to me, started 2018. So, like, four years. Word. All right, let's get into it. 
Um, not that we're not getting into it. Oh yeah, we, <laughs> we are, we've been in it. We've been we've in been it. in it. But um, I wanna I wanna start uh kind of with where we started when we introduced you on Not Ninety Seven because mm-hmm. we like you know like we said before, Topaz introduced uh in your city and that was kind of like the perfect song to play on the episode because that episode the whole theme of that episode was uh we called it like sound like where you're from act like where you're from Mm -hmm. and i think that it was like perfect to have you featured on that Mm -hmm. because one we had never played a baton rouge artist before we were trying to even think if we had ever played like really a louisiana artist before Mm -hmm. um and so it was like an introduction to a whole new city Mm -hmm. And then also, um, but also like a sound that felt familiar mm-hmm. and, that, and that felt like we, uh, you know, I think your sound is is inviting. It brings people in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a little bit like I kind of want to start with Baton Rouge and like what um, what that city kind of means to you as a person and then you as an artist both coming up and like and now. Okay. Um, it's home to me and... That's a kind of a loaded word now. I'm like 26, about to be 27. Like, what is home? Like, I mean, I call the Airbnb. I'm at home now. Yeah. Like, I'm going on. So, but now I have a more refined definition of it. It's a place I can't run away from, like, in in all senses. Like, I can't run away from it. How I think, how I act, how I perceive situations. Like, it's, it's some, it's, home is always in you some type of way you can't rip it out it's like your heart you can't Mm -hmm. you know you can't walk without it like you know and yeah so yeah that's i mean you know and i take it you know just like with anybody who you know because i because people out here i'll be you know i just be thinking how can people live in new york like damn like it's so you know it's so fast but it's home they don't know anything else so you know that you know that's you know that should answer the first question like what it means to me as a person and what it means to me as an artist, like, it's, it's, you know, like, it's my Play-Doh, you know, it's the, it's the stuff I, you know, it's the, you know, it's the molding clay, and I, and I just mold whatever I see fit, you know, um, and it's good that this album was on that episode that Topaz, um, was on, because that's kind of, for me and my catalog as I go forward, I think I, I want, and I think that's going to be the album with, like, okay, that, like, that's that's outcast in East Atlanta. You see what I'm saying? That's that's the chronic in South Central. That's that's Kendrick in Compton. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's the album you go to if you want to know about a place. Yeah. So and and an introduction to Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put that on. Yeah, and you know even the little skits. You know even the skits of my friends and the skits of this. You know it's this on uh, documentary that I took from. It's like a. Uh, Y'all would call them smack DVDs out here, mm, but like yeah. you know, just like the the going to somebody's neighborhood and like yeah, yo, this is this person, this is this person, yeah, you know, we get money out here, son. Yeah. So that, but where I'm from, so I took clips from that. It's called Thugging It and Loving It. I took clips from that and kind of spliced it throughout the whole album just to give people the you know, cause I see it as texture. Right. You know, it's just like it's like know. sounds of the city. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Cause we have a very only when I go to different you know like new york or la i kind of i kind of understand how off-putting my a- accent is mm-hmm. like it's 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 borderline uh, unintelligible unintelligible i hope i'm saying that word right like it's 
is you know I'm you know I'm speaking so fast and with such a kind of slur and drawl in my voice. It's like yeah. people, huh? What? And, and and I have to remember like, oh, I'm sorry. It was oh, slow down and enunciate. <laughs> like so, you know, that's yeah. That so yeah, it's it's you know it's my weapons. You know, like even when I'm rapping, I can say things in a way people from Baton Rouge say them and. I, you know, it's almost like a code, like my own secret code that I'm talking with with my friends. Like certain word, and to me, that's what hip hop is. Yeah, like yeah. the root of it. Like it's it's a it's a it's a inside look into you know Nas and Queensbridge. Yeah, like the first right. Oh, you're oh, you're dropping, and and I think Nas and Queensbridge mm. is a great mm. uh, example too because. Or, or I mean, or Jay Z in Brooklyn, or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like you don't understand necessarily the references, and then you might be driving in Brooklyn past Marcy Projects, and you're like, "Oh shit," mm-hmm. you know, he or or in Queens, drive past something, you're like, mm-hmm. "I heard Nas rap about this mm-hmm. ten years ago. I didn't know what it was." Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thirty fourth, the thirty forty first side of her, like, <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy. And also, this is another thread. The first voice that you hear on Illmatic is Jungle, right? Not Nas. Why is that important? jungles with them every day you know, like, yeah. you see what I'm saying and that's you know why I added clips of my friends kind of you know Ooh, I'm sorry yeah I think and I think that's what's interesting about um you know coming from a, a, a essentially a smaller market mm-hmm. or, or a different city um mm-hmm. that yeah you get to define that for yourself mm-hmm. uh you're not competing with other people making the same mm-hmm. references or whatever it's like nah this is Quadri's world mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And um, you know, and almost is another kind of first. Like, I'm kind of the not the I don't want to say only because it's you know it's you know it's people like making music like myself, but kind of the first or like there's there there was no one that I could look to and like oh we kind of make the same music kind of you right. know just how kids in Atlanta can kind of look the Dungeon Family like oh wait it's trap shit going around but oh these people made it coming from where I'm from you know it's a different type of texture you know. West Coast kids, they can look at Tyler, right. they can look at Kendrick. They don't have to be Dr. and Snoop Dogg. Where I'm from, nah, it's Boosie or Bus. Right. <laughs> if you ain't Boosie. So you got to kind of define it for yourself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which I, I, I love all that stuff. Like now as I get older, because, you know, it's home. So, but yeah, like when I was growing up, especially amongst my friends, it was a like, not a not a disdain but it was like almost like ah, uh, like that's how been real sound like and we were kind of rebelling against what the city was supposed to sound like just young be like oh you know like we tired of boosie now like nah you ain't gonna never get tired of boosie <laughs> like but we were just young be like nah yeah. man you know we're we gonna listen to Wiz now we're gonna listen to kendrick now right. like, you're like that's the old generation yeah yeah exactly exactly you yeah it, it kind of because it's not the old because it's not our pen it i mean because my mom's like in her 50s so like that was kind of her last days of listening to hip-hop like he kind of right. like that was kind of <laughs> ours kind of theirs a little bit yeah so you know it's in the middle i like that uh i know you have a project a while back mm. america mm-hmm. me i i read uh in an interview you talking about baton rouge and being like this is america mm. you know i think you said uh you know it's it's so america here that was very interesting to me because i think like you know you tell a lot of stories um and that's kind of like feels like the 
the base of what a lot of your music is built on storytelling mm-hmm. has that always been something that has like kind of driven your art where it's like telling the story of of you telling mm-hmm. the story of america telling the the black american story like is that something that has always been a part of your music or something that as you started like creating you know you just identify with mm-hmm. that's something that that's always been there because Okay, this is like my earliest kind of music memory. I remember my uncle, he, because I had a PSP at the time. I was like eight or nine. He downloaded Late Registration by Kanye West. And what's Boosie's first album? I forget the name. Badass. Mm -hmm. Badass by Boosie, the first one. So I was listening to those two albums. Like kind of, like this is nine, ten years old. So if you kind of listen to both of them, they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Like, yeah. Um, late registration got crack music on it. Late, you know, like that's, you know, that's that's the best social socio political song. Like they still kind of ride, you know. Right. That you get. It got songs like roses. It got songs like, you know, r- very vulnerable songs. You know, and like, you know, on the flip side, like badass got um my my struggle, which is like a Boosie like telling kind of his life story from beginning to end. Well, a beginning to currently what it was. So, those two kind, those those ingredients, you know, that's kind of my formative shit. Like, you know, talk about the country, you know, with Kanye Lewis talk talk about the country. Diamond Frontier early on, right. you know, t- t- first of all, talk about something. I don't care what it is; it has to be something. And secondly, tell your life story. So, those kind of the two tempos right there. Yeah. So you know, like it's not even something my can say I woke up one day like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be this type of rapper. Like, that's kind of how, that's what I define as good rapping. I just want to be a good rapper. So, yeah. to me, that's good rapping. Right. Telling stories, being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you always been kind of into history as well? Oh, yeah. Bro, I got hella good grades in history <laughs> class. Like, like, it was weird to the point where I would have, like, I don't want to say D's and L's in, like, other classes because, you know, like, I'm kind of, but let me take that back. I had good grades and subjects I was interested in. Like history and English. Yeah, like it, English because, like, that's too proper. Like, the English homework is too proper. Like, I ain't like, see me, like, I'm a writer. Yeah. I'm not a, edit, you know, I'm not a, you know, put the comma right here. Like, I couldn't write. Oh, yeah. I, the teachers loved when I wrote. Like, the teachers love when I, you know, read around the class what you wrote, but they hated grading my papers. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they, like, fuck, bro. Bro, these sentences so dope. But you didn't put the sentence here. You didn't put the right. comma here. You didn't put the semicolon here. D. Like, but the shit is crazy, right? But history, I got, like, Bs and As because to me, that history is easy. Dates, times, and kind of put yourself in that date. Like, 1776, okay, that's the, like, American Revolution issue. And it, and it always kind of tripped me out when people kind of mix dates up. It was like, wait a minute. The American Revolution, that ain't got nothing to do with, like, <laughs> You know, like Napoleon, the little conquistadors, which is kind of close when you think about this from 1500, 1700. But to me, I'm like, no, dude, that's two totally different eras. Like, I'm real keen to like eras. And like, you know, I know like if I see a picture, I can tell the almost the decade it was. I can tell that's that's a picture from the 80s. That's a picture from the 70s. That's a picture from the late, damn it, to the year almost. So, you know, yeah, like I'm really dope with it, like shit like that. So, yeah, like I pay, you know, even when I play football. I knew every Heisman winner from, you know, 1930s to, you know, the 2000s because I was just so into, you know, anything I'm in, any craft I'm in, I'm going to know the great people that had did it. And rapping was always a thing I always liked. Like, 
ain't nobody had to tell me to write a verse. Mm-hmm. Coach had to come find me for football practice. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like I kind of came when I wanted, you know, like if I felt like it, like ain't nobody really had to tell me to write raps. I think that same, like one, probably the, the interest in history and, you know, the kind of affinity for storytelling. I see a lot. I see you very focused on like visuals mm. and both like, uh, you know, being very cinematic in mm. your music, but also like, you know, I've seen you put like the little short film out. Mm. Um, on the Blackbird on Instagram? No, 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 on, on YouTube. Oh, air, okay, yeah, Booker's Day Off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you put the little short film out. I've seen, I seen the... Uh, the interview you do with your mom. Oh yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. And uh, and like the kind of behind the scenes oh, of, yeah, yeah, of the, the last album. And so like, okay, yeah. Has that always been very important to you, visually representing the music that you're making? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. I mean, you know, videos are seared into my brain. Like, I, you know, like I, kn- we know who you know. Like we know Donda. That's Kanye's mom. We know Cedar. That's Lane's mom. We know like we. We know these people in our favorite artists' lives. Like, that's just a part of being uh, a fan or, you know. And with me, I always... Okay, this is the really the bottom line. I want to give back what hip-hop gave me or, what you know, mm. whatever we calling it, hip-hop, the, the culture. But, yeah. you know, I just want to give back to that everything it gave me, and I want you to be just as open. I'm trying my best. You know, I'm opening up more, you know, <laughs> as an artist. You know, like, I'm trying my best. But, yeah, that's my, you know, it's just my goal. You know, like, everything I like, from a Kendrick or a Nas, or I wish they would have did. Like I wish Nas would. Oh wait, I wish Jay Z would have did an interview with his mom. Or Kanye, you yeah. know, Kanye. I, I think he did do an interview with his mom. Or like, yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Those. You know, it's it. You know, like it's always something I seen. Yeah. Something, something I watched or something. You know, that I'm putting from. I like and I like that you have like the behind the scenes stuff that you'll put on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And you're like you're directing mm-hmm. some of the shots. Like, do you see that kind of as an evolution where like you could get into kind of directing? Like, do you want to? Yeah, yeah, be making films. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I want to start as an actor first, though. Kind of see. I mean, I don't want to say that. You know, I don't want to say, oh, I'm gonna be this person because I, you know, I just want to get in film into film in general. Because basically, that's very, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm writing scripts, right? That, you know. That's what I was gonna say. I see that as a pretty yeah. natural, easy, yeah, yeah. Pro- yeah, yeah, a natural progression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Cause to me, that's almost like being a coach before you were a basketball player. Mm. I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. like I want to kind of act a little bit and then you know do it. And I think that you know uh, us talking about Topaz earlier and the whole film and all that stuff. Like it makes. I honestly, like, I, I can see you... I've been talking to that nigga every day. I can see you going there, yeah, being yeah. like, okay... Because he did exactly what was in my mind. No, better. He did exactly <laughs> what I didn't even know I wanted, which yeah. is scarier. Well, you didn't <laughs> like, know was even possible. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, which is so much scarier. i like, fuck, I didn't even know I liked this shit. Like, <laughs> yo, damn. Like, this is... Because, you know, because it's easier when it's an idea that was close to you. Like, oh, man, you know, like, he did it. You know, like, I, you know, like, with Kanye and shit, like, oh, man, like, there was something I was kind of thinking about doing or, like, you know, like, was in my mind to do. That nigga did something I wouldn't even think about. Like, Alphabet, what, what if he come up with that? Yeah, right? Like, yo. Scary. Shout out Topaz, <laughs> yeah. man. Shout out Topaz. Yeah, shout out Topaz. But, yeah, I, I definitely, I can see that. Um, I see that, like, as, as an mm-hmm. evolution of what you're doing. Like, you're, like, it's already storytelling. It's already cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um Let's just take it to the next level. Yeah, that's you know, I you know, like I want to drop at least 
three undisputable classic albums. I don't know how many hours are gonna take me, but like I I want three that's like oh no hands down those are like hip hop classics. Do you see what you already have as part of that? I don't know. I don't want to be that like <laughs> brash and you know full of bravado, but. If we want to talk about it, talk about man, it, man. Can we talk about we it? We can talk about it. All right, I for sure know I got two already. That's what I'm saying. You wanted three, but but, but I I don't want to, man. I don't nah, man. I don't want to put that because to me, like, don't nobody know about that film, man. Like, we know about Malik. The people who know about Malik Ruff, like they know, but everybody don't know about it. So I don't want to put put yeah. it put it on like that. Once we get further into the career, once we get but further into the you don't story, have to, you know, then it's also like... The quality is there for sure. Then there, Yeah, because then there's the conversation like, uh, you know, a, a classic doesn't mean that it mm-hmm. has the most listens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it has to be, it has to define the genre. Because me and my producer mm-hmm. have this conversation about hip-hop, and this is good for the show, what is a hip-hop classic? It defines the genre and also reverberates outside of the genre. Good Kid, Mad City had everybody like, shook. Like at that time. Yeah. And it also had Beck shook. Yeah. It also yeah. <laughs> had, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It had artist shook. Yeah. So that's what I feel is a hip hop class. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, it's like a, um, you know, a cultural reset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That type of thing. Now, nah, what is a cultural reset? Let's, you know, let's define these things that we like. I think, that, that, I think that of that where it's like a cultural reset is like, okay, that person drops it. Um, like Illmatic with Nas? Like people yeah, started yeah, rapping yeah. different. Yeah. People, okay, people okay. start rap different. Okay, 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 you know? okay. That, or oh, or okay. uh yeah, people or the college dropout or whatever it, like okay. people started looking at music differently. Okay, okay, oh okay, good kid mad city definitely that. Good kid mad city, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People start putting skits in their app. Like like <laughs> back again. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, or or even um what Tyler's doing. You know, like Yes. I yes, yes. I don't yes. even know when you place which album you want to pick of Tyler's, but uh, I say Flower Boy. The 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 start of what we're seeing now, right? Flower Boy. But that of building a whole entire mm-hmm. universe yeah. for him to live in. Mm-hmm. He's making the clothes. He got he's perfume, building sets. Huh? He's a perfume, nail polish, whatever the fuck. Like mm-hmm. that to me is a, is a reset where young artists are like, okay, how can I do that on my scale? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's real. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, trying to more, more. You know, just more stream. Cause music isn't as profitable as it once was. So you gotta you gotta yeah. diversify. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And do something different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Speaking of Kendrick, I uh, I read the little tidbit that you like ran into him, and you were asking him, and he was you were asking him about like his preparation and how mm-hmm. he like you know is. Has eighty percent of an album planned out uh-huh. um, before he goes in the studio, and you mm-hmm. said something about how that kind of like, you know, made you rethink your process. I'm wondering how your process has changed since then. Like, do you now, when you have a project, are you like, I want that shit fully planned out, or are you like, let me go in and mm-hmm. work it out? Um, I kind of kept my same one because when he told me that it didn't, because it didn't surprise me. It was just like, oh, okay, that's how he does it. It, 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 you know, like it wasn't like gospel. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, so that's how he does it. With me, I'm too like, 
I'm too fickle-minded to have some 80% kind of planned out. But see, also, that's why he takes such a long period of time. Like, you know, time to really decide on the album name, to really decide on the concept. You know, like, I like, what you know, now just in the position I am in my career, I kind of have to drop kind of semi-frequently, you know, every year at least. So mm-hmm. I really kind of don't have the the kind of the creative time to really sit down. Like, every... They're really mosaics. The you know everything I guess from from Rough all the way up to now. They're kind of mosaics. They don't really have like strict concepts, mm-hmm. strict kind of storylines. They're kind of like memory maps, kind of you know. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah it's yeah, not I read that somewhere. It's not as much. Uh, yeah, it's not as much linear. Mm-hmm. Or or you know like or or even um kind of repetitive because you know with morale it's you know tap dancing and, and, right. and you know you know so even those kind of repetitive things with kendrick you know that's kind of something i don't you know that 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 really takes a lot of time preparation listening to it falling in and out of love with it and, and you see what i'm saying yeah. that's, a, that's a long time you know like i'm so like I don't like this song, you know, but I might like it later. You see what I'm saying? You feel like the and the structure of your albums are a little looser. Yeah, very, very freer. Yeah, yeah, freer. Which is why it maybe sound sounds semi cinematic because when when I semi, you know, maybe more cinematic because I like movies that kind of don't go in that kind of linear. You yeah. know, like it's almost like a character kind of wakes up from flashbacks or plays, you know, and then he's present. That's how I rap. Mm-hmm. Cause when you listen to me rap, is um you know I'm speak you know it's like I'll fast forward then I go back and then I'm like oh like that was just a dream the daydream I had in the bank <laughs> like <laughs> like you know like you know shit yeah. like that so you know that's kind of fun too with like the what you were saying about your uh, you know your interest in time and place mm-hmm. and you're like almost just bringing the person into that time and place and. Mm-hmm. And they gotta look at their surroundings and figure out where they are. Like mm-hmm. when you get, when it, when you're watching a movie like that, you get dropped in a scene and you're like, mm-hmm. "Wait, are we? Is this two weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Like when? Is this a year ago? Is this a year forward? Like where are we? Exactly. And you're like the audience or the listener or whoever has to figure that out for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That's you know that's like my favorite thing about hip hop and yeah. like art and, and movies in general when the artist doesn't think the audience is dumb. Yeah. Like you know. People have brains. They can figure things yeah. out. Yeah. You know. And even, even like, if they don't figure it out, there's just the exhilaration of not knowing what's going on. It's like, it's so scary. Like, you know, like, it's cool. And it's even if they don't figure it out in that moment, say a year later they yeah. figure it out or someone puts them on yeah. or something. like A conversation. Be like, oh, yo, wait, it unlocks so. a whole new thing. Exactly. Yeah. So. With, the, with the last two projects, I feel like you've been kind of uh, – Almost experimenting a little more with your sound. Mm. Would that be fair to say? Like, yeah, yeah. just kind of like uh, evolving the instrumentation, the production of it. I guess I'm curious about like kind of that process for you of what it's been like, kind of experimenting, and and also like where you see that evolution going mm-hmm. next. Um, process. It's been a while, right? You know, but hmm. when you went into Malik. Were you like bringing different uh, oh, yeah. references together? Like yeah. you were like, I'm pulling from yeah. blues, jazz. So yeah. like, I was very into like '60s rock and roll. I yeah. was very into Pink Floyd. Like yeah, like that's um, funny story. Shout out Steve Lacey. 
Steve Lacey put me on the acid for the first time, and I listened to like Sergeant Pepper's The Morning After. Like that's kind of what's kind of started that. Like yeah. that kind of beach rock, that kind of well sixties rock. Listen to the Beach Boys a lot, and also I was watching this uh, documentary. It's a PBS documentary. It's like. It has Brian, um, what's the the Beatles engineer, uh, George Martin. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I forget the sounds. It's it's it, it's something sounds, but it's a PBS documentary with the Beatles. Um, engineer. about the Beach Boys? No, no, no. Oh. Just about kind of musicians in general. Yeah. It's kind of just episodes, and it was an episode about artists using the studio as a you know a musical instrument interesting you know the examples with the beach boy sly in a family stone mm. when he kind of um there's a riot going on yeah, yeah when you know he was doing his own drum pro program and then the beatles of course when they were playing with sampling just just that whole concept and i took that into malik gruff you know it's 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 very much i'm using the studio as a musical instrument spending yeah. loads of time in there working out guitar progressions that was Malik Ruff. they think we ghetto the inverse that was you know that was more on some on like uh i was listening to a lot of memphis rap tapes underground tape like you know just uh gangsta black um uh, a player fly uh kingpins skinny pip those hard, those albums hit you hard and fast. So that you know, it's it, it was just the 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 music that I was getting into as as I was growing up. That kind of inflex was what I'm gonna make next. With America Me, I was listening to a lot of Outkast, like Dungeon mm-hmm. Family. I was listening to a lot of like Goody Mob. So that kind of informs that. So you know, just you yeah. Know, so what you good. listening to now? I want to tell you, <laughs> I want to get a sauce like that. Hold on. Um, I'm listening to a lot of soul music, like 70s soul music. Yeah. Black exploitation type vibes. I'm Janet Jackson, The Velvet Rope. Like, um, I'm listening to Steve Lacey's new stuff. Mm-hmm. Funkadelic, The Blackbirds. Oh, let me see. I'm listening to now. Um, I want to take, yeah, so, a cat here. Hiroshi Suzuki, sick, bro. I've been listening to the bridges over for three days straight. So like, yeah, eight, like late eighties hip hop yeah. rock. Him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh, uh, Justin Timberlake, kinda, sick, you know, justified. Yeah. So yeah, bro. I've been listening to the bridges over for like three yeah. days straight. <laughs> <laughs> so this shit's crazy. Like, cause I always knew about it. Like. My mom's a bit like a stickler that like she you know like she always wanted me to know like yeah, like hip hop like Sugar Hill Gang that's how I started oh yeah starting the Bronx so I knew about these records like I knew about that kind of conflict but it's like damn like that shit was so hard like like he was really homeless when he made that song yeah. like and it kind of shifted like that's culture reset culture reset culture reset yeah hundred percent but yeah I'm very into that like now the kind of late eighties hip hop. Cause it was so colorful, like uh, you know, like the early NWA stuff, the Rock Him stuff, the early Ice Cube stuff, um, the jazz. I'm into like the seventy soul, the black exploitation stuff, and I'm trying to dip my toes into like this, like electronic, you know, mm. kind of Moby type, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, just kind of more eclectic type music like that. So yeah, that's what I'm listening to now. Hell yeah, I'm excited to see where that. Uh... Me too. Yeah, how that infuses <laughs> itself into the next work. Me too, me too. <laughs> I think every, every Justin's excited to see that as well. <laughs> Everybody's excited. All right, I'm wondering, you know, I I know we touched on it a little, a little bit. Obviously, over the last couple of years, you've had 
quite the journey, mm-hmm. uh, different ups and downs. And then, you know, I, I'm sure the pandemic also like bled yeah. into that. Yeah. I guess looking back on the last few years, what do you think you taken away from like this industry and where you're at right now? Mm-hmm. Taken away from it. To be honest, man, I, I've had it pretty good, man. <laughs> like, to be honest, once I really sit back and really, because I, cause I went into it thinking I had go, was going to have to be on some, you know, because I was, you know, like, I, my mom was telling me, you know, like Ice Cube, how they broke yeah. up. And like, uh, that's how I thought you, the music industry off bet. Like, that's what you went for. But, you know, when I went to it, like, I, the only thing that I would say it was me coming from a place that's really not familiar in the consciousness of, you know, hip hop and people really not understanding where I'm coming from totally with it. They know I'm rapping good as fuck. That's easy to see. Steve Wonder can see that. Yeah. But how how do you sell this? Like, you know, like that was really my really rubbing up, you know, that was the only thing. Artistically, everybody loved, you know, right. it, you know but it, when it came to like, okay, so how do we, you know, what the album cover is going to look like? What the album is yeah. going to sound? You know, you know, so it, those type of things kind of rub me, not the wrong way, but have been my sticklers as of so far. And like, I think a lot of it kind of is, uh, whose responsibility is that? You're like, I'm delivering you the music. Mm, right, right. But, and that's another thing I think I kind of took away. This this is what I took away. It, you have to be everything as an artist now. You have to be the musician. You have to be the businessman. You have to be the show promoter. You have to mm-hmm. be the booking agent. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main thing the pandemic taught me. Like, you, you know, because I'm looking at it more on a basketball tip. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I can be the coach. I can be the player. I can be the GM too. Like, you know, that's just how I'm more looking at it. And I think before I was, you know, I was young. I was like 18, 19, 20. So I was looking at it from a, everybody play their role. I play my role. You play your role. You play your role. If everybody playing their role right, it should go smoothly. But, you know, you know, you know, certain, you know. And see that with the mix of kind of not knowing what to do of like, um, you know, how do we say, you know, that kind of bleeds, creates a frustration from people who are considered masters of the thing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, like fuck. I'm the guy who do do do. Why you know? Why can't I put quarters? You know, and that makes you know because the music, like I said, Steve Wonder can see that, and it's you know it's almost like a you know outside. Not this is totally removed from me. I'm talking about the people who are responsible for that. It's like, damn, you can't get quarters. on. Like you see what I'm saying? So yeah. that people get frustrated, people get mad at me. Like damn, Quad, you ain't doing this. Oh, oh, oh no, you be posting on social media more. This before TikTok. So <laughs> so you know you know it was that. And and me, I'm like. For me, I mean, did you hear Malik? Right. And just imagine I'm presenting right. somebody Malik Ruff and they tell me yeah. about social media. What? Yeah. Which I understand now, pandemic. But at the time, I was like, yo. Yeah. Ain't nobody tell now. Now about no social media. I'm, you know, th- that's not the time that we in. You know yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And it's like if 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 you're not gonna do it, who is? Mm-hmm. You exactly. Know? Exactly. And yeah. yeah. I, I think that is like it's it's definitely uh. Yeah, the responsibility has changed. Because when that phone stopped, because when that <laughs> phone stopped ringing, when nobody, like, you know, I can't get, you know, because, and that was another thing I wanted to do in a pandemic. I wanted it to be all on me. If shit fucked up, it was my fault. Not like, you know, not 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 even in my mind, like, man, bro, did he not do something that he was supposed to do? You see what I'm saying? I know if I ain't do nothing, I could be like, oh, you know, that's me. You know, 
did me. I was too much thinking of, you know, that's not, so, yeah. you know, that's my main thing. I appreciate that. I think that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. So, to, uh, to play it out, you get to pick a song of your own mm-hmm. that you want to feature, and we'll let it play the interview out. Oh. So, we played in your city, okay. so you could play any song. Okay, good. All right. Start with like my name is Quadri and this is Once Upon a Time in the Park Lot and this is the reason I picked the song that title. Well, you know what? If the people listening know who you are. All right. For the people who don't know this, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my name is Quadri and this is my song Once Upon a Time in the Parking Lot. The reason I picked this song to play is because it's the perfect encapsulation of like Baton Rouge to me. Like how it begins. Even because if you listen closely, the um, at the beginning of the song, the subs kind of battle against each other. It's a clip from the video of mm. cars playing stuff in the video, and I put and it just sounded dope. So it gives you the feeling of where I'm from. Like if you're outside and somebody's playing something loud in a car, but you can't hear the lyrics, you just hear the bass. That's exactly what it is, and it's featuring the clip from Doug and loving it. There you go. Nine seven. We out here. <laughs> we outside. It's wild women with hate, slaves in my hood, small nigga with blaze, where I stood, you know, town nigga with blaze and boys all good. Look, hold on, fuck, we about to do it like this here today. Fuck, this ain't no fake coochie, this shit come out the mall, this real shit. Check my shoes.
you know to call your brother's son. Story that just begun. The promise of what's to come. And I will remain a soldier till the war is won. Research. Hey, <laughs> all y'all sucker journalists out here, if y'all ain't got no research like Matt. <laughs> yeah, give us the 997, uh, oh. the plugs. We got to do more. We got to get more artists doing plugs for, for real, man. I'm, man, look, I'm about to be on my flick, flick, flick <laughs> shit. Hey, all you sucker DJs out there, me and Matt rolling through. If you ain't got your research or your cliff notes, we slap. Hold on, wait. Can I cuss on it? Yeah, you can cuss. Oh, we slapping <laughs> the shit out you. <laughs> all right. Yo. I noticed. Oh, notice, yes. <laughs> and, and we ain't playing no game. We ain't playing no game. 